0: you come at it from so many different ways. And it's like, that's if you're interested in personal betterment, like that's what you're going to spend your life doing. And so figuring out strategically what you need in any given moment, that's truly going to, to move you towards that, you know? And so I think sometimes binging on Netflix is appropriate. And sometimes it's like, you're actually just avoiding something else and like the better that you are at knowing yourself again this is like why i why i did this and like why i talk about these things it's like the more self-awareness you have the easier these things are to discern
1: you're listening to the almost 30 podcast hosted by krista williams and lindsey simsik Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30
2: Podcast. Here we go. Welcome back to the Almost 30 Podcast, everyone. So glad you're here. Hello. My name is Krista Williams. And I'm Lindsay Simczyk. And And (laughs) we started this. We got married
1: last week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There should be a marriage for business partners. I know, honestly.
1: Well, it's more (laughs) 50 50, baby. It's so much. And we've got our own prenup going on. We have a literal prenup. We literally have our own prenup (laughs) happening. Um, If you're new here, we started almost 30 when we were transitioning from our 20s to our 30s. We felt really lost and confused. And we wanted to find some answers and create a conversation. So we provide tools, resources, insights to help anyone navigate transitions in their life. And we're really focused on our lovely community and serving them as best possible. So we are so glad you're here, whether you're a fan of Jen Gotch's or ours, it is good to see
2: you. Yeah. And every week we interview. We have an interview where we go in-depth and deep, deep, deep uh, with a special guest on Tuesdays and then on Thursday it's solo time. So it's either just me, just Krista or us together. And that's really a chance for us to just kind of share what's going on. You know, I think in real time, uh, conversation is important, especially as you're navigating these transitions, just to know that you're not Alone, And we've been hearing from you that you're really liking those Thursday episodes. So if you have any suggestions or questions that we can address in those episodes, you can either shout them out in the secret Facebook group, which you can find on Facebook, or you can email us at community at almost30podcast.com. We love connecting with you and really just talking about what's what's relevant to you and that could help you. What's good, baby. And a few episodes I
1: just want to call out if you guys are new here to listen to. Um, the first is the Channing Nicholas one about astrology. A lot of people have been giving us feedback that that has been really helpful for them understanding astrology themselves. We just did one with Catherine Schwarzenegger Pratt on forgiveness, which was really profound to think critically about how exactly you can forgive yourself, forgive others. It had easy steps to follow, which I found incredibly helpful. And then another one that I really love was a little bit ago with Mari Andrews, all about creativity. She's the creator of by Mari Andrews on Instagram, which is super inspiring. One of my favorite accounts to follow. And I loved this because it just really inspired me to just think more about my creativity, be more of myself and just embody optimism and resilience. So those are just a few episodes I want to call back to. If you are new here, if you want some inspiration, some of my faves. All right. Today's
2: episode, our dear friend,
1: Jen. Jen got So much fun, dude. <laughs> Especially in the new studio. You should guys, you should see the new studio, which you'll see. Danny from Daisy LA is crushing it. It mm-hmm. looks amazing. And Jen walked in and it was like Jen in it, a, in a Jen. space. The space is Jen.
2: I was like, sorry, Jen, this is yours. Never
1: mind." Honestly. Yeah. I was like, we should hit the road. Um, But I, I love Jen. She is so incredible. We had an interview with her maybe a little over a year ago. So you can listen to that by searching Jen Gotch on um, almost 30, anywhere you find your podcasts. We talked in that one about mental health and her journey with it, her journey to creating Bando, which she is the CEO and founder of. And in this one, we really talk more about her book. I felt like this conversation was just even better. It was Mm -hmm. like, that second step of really understanding her journey to where she is today with her mental health, she seems
2: like she is in such a good place. Yeah, She I,
1: came in great energy.
2: I completely agree. It was it was a transformation. And I feel like what's cool about Jen and so inspiring, like even if you follow her on Instagram, she's so unapologetic about her process and where she's at. You know, like she really allows you in on it all and i just think that that is so profound as someone who you know we see as so successful and she is so successful but there is just this humanness to her that i i love and respect so dearly you know we talk about a lot of things related to mental to mental illness we we got deep into a conversation about binging she told us about how she hired a, a she 's working with a food therapist that's been so so helpful for her, and it was just interesting to hear from her you know what has been a trigger for her and how she 's been able to observe and and heal you know be in such a healing place but yeah, yeah, I
1: love that with her food therapist, she actually shares the tip that her food therapist gave her when she is binging that I thought was very helpful. Mm -hmm. So for anyone that has issues with binging, I would definitely make sure that you listen intently to that part. I loved when we talk about receiving and how she's really working on being a better receiver and I can definitely relate to that. So everything we discussed there, I think for a lot of women in our community, such givers who are so thoughtful, but really need to do the work on being better receivers, this is going to be directly
2: helpful for you. Mm -hmm. And I just loved as an entrepreneur, she, she speaks to like the emotionality of every day and how she does not hold back like she'll cry like she just kind of lets it rip so that she can move through rather than like hold on and just brace herself through the day it's really helped her to to release and feel it's also given like her the people that she works with just kind of permission and there's a human connection there because of it so I just respect that so much and her new book The Upside of Being Down so proud of Jen it is out today we'll be doing a giveaway on our Instagram at almost 30 pot podcast. So stay tuned for that. But this is a super inspirational memoir and it's really like hopeful and optimistic at the same time being really real about her story.
1: Yeah. It's the most beautiful cover I've ever seen too. And she's going on tour. So we should all go to tour together. Let's keep in touch on that. I would love to see her, but this interview is a blast. I know you guys are going to really love it. You can find her on Instagram at Jen Gotch and then win a book, Almost 30 podcast on Instagram. Love it. Love it. Love I'm you, at Chris on Instagram. I'm at Lindsay Simpsick. And we would love to connect with you more. We will see you in the secret Facebook group to talk all things related to being conscious individuals that exist <laughs> in this world today. And we'll see you at our retreat. And if more you want more information on this episode or anything else, you can find it on our website at almost30podcast.com. Love y'all.
2: We'll see you on the other side. Love ya you know, you
1: say that it's hard for you to remember a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So what (laughs) in general? (laughs) Same. So what was your like process to just like crystallize your memories for writing?
0: Yeah. I think calling on a memory is, is not that hard for me. I definitely like went back and like looked at pictures. I talked to my parents. I had a lot of those conversations had started with the podcast. So like the podcast was a great precursor because it sort of gave me a sense of like what stories resonate, where there is a story, where there's like more digging in to do. And so I think like collectively with all of those things, and I have journals and And I talked to like my friend, my roommate from college or an old boyfriend or, you know, so so that part, I think, was easy. Remembering that I put it in the book was difficult. Like, you know, I would like be writing it and they're like, you you already wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) Which and Deb can attest to this. I will also tell the same story like 700 times. And I remember when my grandma started doing that and I was like, oh, I'll just let her tell it, and now I'm like, I know that's what's happening to me, <laughs> and I don't
2: love it. <laughs> and 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 you say that you don't have memory of certain times in your life. Have you? Yeah. Have you kind of figured out what that is?
0: I think it's just. I don't think it's. And you know, I mean, I feel like some people don't have memories totally. because they're. Um, it's traumatic, and they've. I don't think that's what it is for me. Like, I literally just think you i'm 48 <laughs> like things just start to mm-hmm. peel off i have a sense that if there was something buried it would have but with the amount of therapy emdr tapping <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> completely would you just ever talk it to the up.
1: spirit guy yeah. i don't know <laughs> like, would you ever do ayahuasca
0: yeah i would i here's the thing I think when you're on antidepressants, it's recommended that you don't oh, yeah, do it. You need 30 days off it. Yeah. So I think it would be further down the line. 100%. There's like San Pedro, yes. which is oh, like, yeah.
2: like ayahuasca
1: mas- light. Uh, what'd you say? It's ayahuasca light. And it's the more masculine? Oh, yeah. I did, we've, I've even done San Pedro just at Milano's. Uh, she like just has it where you it's can an, like, easier, it. It's yes. easier. Yeah. Did you do ayahuasca? Yeah. We did it in Costa Rica last year. We did like oh, four wow. ceremonies. To be honest, it wasn't as crazy as other people's but yeah everyone's is so different and everyone's is what they need but it is along that same line where it's like the uncovering of the memories like yeah it really helps yeah yeah to uncover certain memories where you're like fuck like i even i had a really light experience mine was mostly physical it felt like mdma mm-hmm. but i was like kind of thinking i'm like i think there's more memories that are to be uncovered that are just like waiting for a certain time but yeah. i didn't feel like i was ready for yeah that. here's what i'll say like
0: I think even with a really deep meditation, you can get to like, I I mean, the only thing that along those lines that I've tried is mushrooms, because I feel like that's like feels not risky. I'm just not really a drug person. So, so I was like, well, this seems like natural. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, from from what I've read and I've like watched a lot of documentaries, read a lot of stuff. It's like, it's probably there for a purpose. And there's like holes. Thing about why they're magic mushrooms and that whole, you know, the iconic mushroom thing. So I was like, this feels, and it's sort of the path that I've been on. But I feel like in doing that, I've, I, it's less about memories and more about clarity and perspective. Mm. That I feel like you don't, we just don't get to access all the time, hundred percent, so, and just like weird, just weird stuff that I'm just a huge believer in weird stuff. So I'm. I, but and then I tell everyone like I'm doing right now, and then <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> I used to think that was weird too. So there's probably <laughs> a lot of people that are like,
2: oh, okay, cool. That's why this is not in the book. <laughs> what is been, book two? <laughs> during like mushroom trips, um, what has been something like that you've gained clarity and perspective? Um, on? I think that
0: the first time I had just the overall sense of understand, like just being like oh my God, I get it. I get what I'm supposed to do. But I didn't know it's best to write those things down because you will forget them. So I don't know what happened. I think for me, my experiences have been like, one time I felt like that very connected to nature where I was all of a sudden like, I'm not afraid of snakes. The Mm -hmm. snake crawled on me. I was camping. So I was just like, I would be friends with it.
1: We're <laughs> oh, yeah. like, bring same. it on, snake.
0: I, I mean, snake. there was a fly in my house the other day and Deb and I got up and walked away and I was like, okay, well this doesn't transfer to everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> but you we are not kill it. fly. <laughs> we are not fly. But you didn't kill it. <laughs> no, no, no. There no. you go. No, 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 no. I have too much I have too much Jewish guilt to kill things. I mean, I just certainly try and usher things out. So then another time I like literally had my laptop with me and just cool. let it pour out because I read something where you can just start typing and like I I was looking at the sun. I don't know what the typing, but I'm actually a little... I haven't read it. It's been months. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember (laughs) when it was happening, a lot of things were coming out that I really didn't want to do.
1: (laughs) What if it's like the cat in the hat? (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I glanced at it.
0: I glanced at it. but I I mean, I, I certainly remembered and then the like the most recent time so it's not really revel it's just like it's like it feels like i'm sort of unearthing it's like i'm in a game so like the last time there was like a native american man yeah came mm-hmm. and put something in my left hand i was just like sitting there meditating and i like felt mm-hmm. like saw him it wasn't like i saw him approach it was like a flash and i opened my eyes and i was like what and then I just like went back in and then the next thing I knew I was speaking fluent Spanish and I don't speak you're Spanish. Lying. What? Asking for more information.
1: Wait, I don't what? know. Yeah. Whoa. Wait, yeah. Did you, do you still speak it? No. Wow. <laughs> what do you think you put in your hand? Uh my
0: like a- Reiki a- healer said it's you you've just been given a gift. Like it's wow. like I mean, a whole, the all of that with gifts is like usually like healing or knowledge or whatever. And she's like, your left side is like the receiving side, which I have a lot of mm. problems with. So she's like, I think it's good. I don't know. You know, I'm like the type of person that wants to like, I want answers to everything. Same. Like I want mm. to like just make everything very cognitive. and Same. And so like in this period of my life, it's been like trying to understand that like, Not every experience comes with an answer
1: or is like tied up in a bow, but it's sort of like a collective. Experience. or that you have the answer and that no one else does it's like i yeah. just don't let myself get quiet enough to actually hear my own answer yeah well like, when you do it's pretty cool exactly mm-hmm. so it's like why would i do that when i could ask my coach i could ask my reiki healer or like, yeah i'm literally asking and then i was realizing there was like a situation last week where i've been having really um i actually had a panic attack monday which i haven't had in years Ugh. and i forgot what it was like i was mm-hmm. like oh Mm-mm. why was i why do i feel this this pain in my chest, my heart feels close. I feel like I'm, you know, it was that feeling and I was like, oh, like, and it was such a reminder for me about, having compassion for that like sometimes it's like when I get too far away from having compassion for things yeah I will have a situation that will always bring me back but anyway so I I had a panic attack I was like crying it was it was so random and I was like asking everyone I'm like what do you think that was spiritually I was like googling I'm like spiritual meaning of a panic attack like (laughs) you know what I mean like all that (laughs) shit like it's just like just like figure it like you can do it figure it out yourself yeah like
0: If you don't think I didn't, after Deb left, Google spiritual significance of a fly.
1: there is one. Dude, I've Googled that before too. (laughs) It would like land on my my leg a lot and I'd be like spirit. Yeah. Yeah. What does this mean? I mean, I definitely,
0: (laughs) I, I do think though you, I mean, sometimes it's just, I mean, we're still humans. So, and we live on Earth, and it's like sometimes it's just a panic attack, and uh-huh. sometimes it's just a fly. And then sometimes it's actually not, it's something else. And I think like getting, I'm trying to get better at discerning that, but I'm the same because I want to like equate everything to something because I'm like a detective. Same. So, yeah, that's part of the lesson, letting go of that mm. certainty. Your new book,
2: <laughs> Ch- Changing Gears. <laughs> uh, I do want. I do want to get into it. There's just so much there that I think is so relatable. That's why we just love talking to you because um, we can see ourselves in in things that you share. Yeah, that's good. But the upside of being down, I guess, you the know, most I'd,
0: beautiful cover on earth. Truly, mm-hmm. I'm very very proud of it. There was a, a lot of work. Went you should into be that babe. cover. It's so I can't you imagine. And not a typical author's responsibility or permissions granted to like art direct your your book cover and like tell them who, who to hire for everything. Mm -hmm. So it was very important to me just because I'm in the business of selling
2: book covers for like the last
0: 12 years.
2: So, (laughs) and we've heard so much from, from our friends who have done books that you really have to be your own advocate. Like you really have to fight.
0: Yeah. And it's not, I, I will say like on the other side, like everyone is truly doing their best. It's like, I mean, a lot of times you're dealing with, Like a corporation and rules, and people that wouldn't just break the rules for the sake of breaking them. Because that puts them in jeopardy. Like I feel like I came at it with a keen understanding, just because of my job and like seeing the other side of our company. Like like the LA office isn't run like that, but they're, like we do have a sales team. Like I understand the business of that side, and so yeah, I think a lot of times they're working on a formula or what has worked or what the sales team likes, and like I understood that, and there were things that I wished. Were different. Now I'm like, I love it, but there were decisions I really didn't like, but they were like, this is what the sales team wants. And I'm like, well, if there's one thing I know, if a sales team is united on wanting something, you give it to them (laughs) (laughs) because Mm -hmm. they're the one selling it for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I, but I do, I have heard the same thing just in general, like advocate for yourself, but not because people are, are actively working against you. They're just doing what they know. And like, unless you bring that point of view to the, table and at least ask which is absolutely not something i would normally do but i just this was important and also i wanted to challenge myself to see if i actually could ask permission for things that
2: yeah. i felt scared Good to exercise yeah what i love about the style of the memoir is the humor you know mm-hmm. i I do think that for me that that brings like a levity to some really yeah like that's what i that's what i wanted things. yeah and y- you actually said about your humor okay. that <laughs> yeah. my humor has always been what attracts or repels a guy depending
1: on the guy is this and your I, first time being quoted to yourself
0: no 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 it happens all the time and so <laughs> when someone starts with
2: you said I like I'm immediately like oh no what did I say so, well it was so relatable it was so relatable to me like the fact that it either ret- attracts or repels a guy whether yeah. it's humor or whether it's your kindness or whether you know it's every it single thing about me <laughs> and so, like, especially romantic relationships, yeah. it just kind of makes you, like, second guess who you are yeah.
0: sometimes. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think what I'm realizing now, even within the last week, <laughs> is I'm not going to change, like, even if I wanted to. <laughs> there, and And so... Um, unfortunately that means uh, i am not uh, as compelling <laughs> as an offering <laughs> to men no, as like that's me, not true. you know that's not true. no 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 it, it, i have a lot of data <laughs> on this topic <I> <laughs> <your books>. so <laughs> i it's not like oh poor me like it's I, I mean decades of evidence but it's like this is it and and Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Like for me specifically, I think I'm just tough because I'm challenging and my humor, the reason I said that, like it is, it's like, it's challenging because it's like quick and it can make you, if you're not with me, like it could make you feel, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, I know there's a mass, there's something about emasculating. (laughs) I know that that's a gift that I've been given. And so I, so I think it's more just like, it's too much. Like, I think in general, it's just too much for for most men. But I'm like, I can't be less. Totally. I've really tried. And it eventually seeps
1: back out. Yep. I relate to that so hard. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's like my whole life. But, but yeah, and it's like, you know, every time I hear guys and they're like, yeah, you know, Talking about girls that they like, they're like, yeah, she's cool. Like she laughs at my jokes. Like yeah, you know that, that's literally <laughs> she tells the number me I'm one sexy thing. Yeah, literally I'm exactly. Mm-hmm. She laughs at my jokes. She tells me I'm sexy. Like it's like, uh. But and I, I'm trying so hard to work on like that part of my humor, like not believing it's too much. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like fuck them, like whatever. Yeah,
0: it doesn't. I mean. In the end, you really only need a few people on the planet. Making to, yourself laugh is the um, best. Yeah, to I. Be honest. I mean, that, I'm definitely. That's that's not going away. I think there are other things. Maybe I could include other things into my repertoire. But even then, it. Well, you know, I. I really do think, like, even after revisiting all of that, after being married, it's like, okay, it's just a tough thing. It's just a tough thing yeah. to like truly sync up with someone. Yeah. In that way, it's just not. I mean, it's when you're much younger, like you know, early twenties, mid twenties, like it's just easier because there's just less of you. You're what you're looking for is not really defined, and so there's just more candidates. And you're like, I don't know. It's just like now I see it, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like that would take a lot of effort because it's not just like at your fingertips.
1: Totally. So. Just which is fine. Yeah, and I think too. Like for me with the humor, it's like I I have realized though with my with Justin my fiance, it's like I I do take it too far sometimes. When I'm too <laughs> like he's like, can you be sweet for yeah. like a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, can you be sweet? Yeah, this morning. Like, yeah. Instead I of like fucking with me all
0: day yeah. long, I I do think there is something yes. to that. There's like I, a softness it's like softening. Yes. yes. Mm. I, and I tried like, that, and I don't even know if that worked, but I do think that there I. I think that there is something to be said for that.
1: And with that's like the receiving and you talked about it not being good at receiving. So how does that? Cause I think so many women in our community and myself included have that problem. Like, oh, yeah. how did that show up for you and how do you work with that? I mean, it shows up for me all the time
0: um, for my life. I think I was like too caught up in whatever was going on to understand that that was the issue you know and it's really I mean the beauty of writing a book is you get to see your life outside of you in words that you can read it's there's like a separate separation to your experience that you've never had so that that in and of itself gave me a perspective that I didn't have and and made me realize a lot of things about myself and so I think something in there sort of shifted and then really post-divorce for me like I've had so much more free time because I'm like from a thought standpoint because I wasn't owning someone else's problems Anymore and and everything that came along with that. I mean, it's just like it's just me to think about, and so it really gave me the opportunity to like dig in and and I think also since I've been going to Reiki healing for I mean this is like maybe two and a half years or something like that. Um, and she's really like a therapist as we well. Healer. Her name is Betty. I I I told love someone that. else. I'm like I will not give her last name.
1: Cool. <laughs> Betty, <laughs> love her,
0: but I will i will tell you after (laughs) (laughs) i was just like i feel that i want to be able to get in hard Um, but i i am always happy to share the knowledge that she brings to me but um she's really helped bring a lot of that to light and so um in saying all of that um with, with like me being on Instagram and the things I talk about and the podcast and then like sort of this book thing starting to happen, it became very clear to me, like, especially with the podcast, that really launched a thing where people would start to talk to me in a different way. Whereas like before it was like, I love Bando and like so fun. And then it was like people were coming up, stopping me in the streets crying and telling me really personal things and like what i have meant to them and um i realize like i don't feel it it won't i can't receive it what they're saying like i can appreciate that it is that that is something beautiful that i'm being given and the fact that people trust me enough to strangers um but I, the nice words that they're saying i'm like those are absolutely not getting in like i know that that should feel different. Even like when people give me a compliment, I would always say, that's nice. And (laughs) one of my friends was like, you're supposed to say thank you. Like it's actually, that's not really a nice way to reply. And I'm like, I, if I say thank you, it's like I've accepted it. And Mm. I don't feel like I can't. I mean, it's all tied to self-worth, right? So it's like, so, so really my, like my thing for this year was like i need to i need to figure out how to do that because even with the book and like i mean it's gonna it will start again and um and there have already been people with very kind words and like i'm going to go on this book tour and there i'm going to talk to a lot of people and i was like and this may be the only chance that i have in my life to do this particular thing and i was like if i'm not set up to even like consider receiving <laughs> I'm going to miss out on like such an exciting opportunity to like feel like some of what I put out reciprocated. So, um, so I think it is like, I think it's a lot of things in getting there. It's a lot of things. It is like figuring out like what is the catalyst for that? And also like understanding, I mean, self-love is just like such a term that really is just used in the wrong way. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) I mean, I think it's like, I feel like, it's really surface a lot of times what people think that is and and it's the same to me with self-care it's like none of those things are bad like it's not like well don't do that but I think it's like really truly core things and and I think like in order to you have to really understand what self is before you can love it it's like it's not just like loving like me Jen and my weird sense of humor and like the clothes I choose to wear and like it's like the deep your Mm. soul like you know that that part that we don't really are not taught to access like that's where the information is and so it's like that takes a long time I mean I've been working on it for like the better part of a year and I still am like I don't quite know how to get in there but but to me i would say like really understanding what that means like what self means and not like us as jen you know as but like that other part of us it's like when then it's like you understand like what you're working on and so i i mean from what i understand and what i've read like really getting to that is that's where the solutions and the answers lie it's just like we're just not taught that I feel like generations beyond ours will be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so, I mean, we're talking about it, right? We didn't talk about this as much the last time. Mm-mm. So I think it's like, it. it's certainly changing, but yeah. So I don't, I, I wouldn't be able to say this is how you receive, but I, I also think that there's, it's like clear, even I, energy work. I, like I'm a huge, I'm a huge believer because I've had a, from the very first time, like, experiences that were undeniable but i think whether you're doing acupuncture or meditation or whatever however you want to do that it's like i i have all of my injuries are on my left side like years and years and it's like i know there's like stored stuff in there Mm -hmm. and so i think it's like figuring how to like usher it out and and again i've definitely been working on that for years and it's still there (laughs) so I clearly haven't gotten. I'm digging but I haven't gotten to the root of it so if
2: I get there I'll come back (laughs) have you ever felt like you were like super super tied to an identity or that part of you that was experiencing pain and it was hard to let go of yeah I I mean I, I certainly have come
0: to associate with that pain because some of those injuries are like 25 years old wow it was more interesting for me to be like one day, I just took inventory, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's literally everything is on nothing. This side is fine, <laughs> the right side is fine." And so it was more just like, "Oh," and because I like to look for a meeting and connect the dots, I was like, "This must be." So I just started mm-hmm. talking to you know, if you talk to an acupuncturist, they're like, "It's your chi, it's blocked.
1: <laughs> let's put let's put a hundred needles in you and move that Sounds around. Good, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah." So, yeah, for that, I think it's interesting too. like for someone in your position, it's like in, you know, as far as we can remember, like in history, there's never been a situation where we are in a circumstance where you're in the middle of New York City and you have strangers coming up to you telling you how profound your work is for them. So it's like it's really like an adjustment too for us as humans to like get used to that. Yeah. You know, because I I relate to that deeply, Mm -hmm. you know, when people but I, I have. And Reiki helped me do the work. Yeah. Of the flow of energy to yeah. them from me. Yes. But also it's like, and also I would say it's like, you know, I wonder if I'm letting people in in that way, where, you know, they're coming up to me on the street and they're like, this really impacted me. And I'm I'm literally letting that gratitude energy in. Then sometimes I'm like, am I gonna let the the Shit talkers in too, yeah. You know where it's like I'm. I'm actually not, but it's like so. We're just gonna let every single thing like impact us. I'm just like yeah. I don't know if I, I no. want to live in that. Yeah, capacity. I think they're different wavelengths. Yes. So and
0: that's I, true. I I don't I I feel like there's a specific type of energy that just like goes in through your heart, yeah, not like into your mind, yeah, and true. so I I think that there's like. Valves for that At least that's how It feels for me Like I kind of I feel like when there there are negative things, like they sit in my mind. Mm. They don't really go anywhere else. Body. Whereas like if someone, like, if I do have the opportunity to experience the kindness, like I feel it in my body. yeah. And I think like that's another thing that you're taught is like, yeah. what are you feeling in your body versus like, what are your thoughts telling yeah. you? Because the information is in there too. So
1: yeah. And then just, yeah, exactly. And then like as a last thing on that with... With that, it's sometimes like hard for me to totally accept it because I'm like, I'm really just being myself. Mm -hmm. So it feels like this is, I didn't do anything. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard to receive if I feel I didn't do. Yeah. So it's like if I'm going to give someone a gift and they're going to be like, thank you, I'm like, I'm receiving that because I feel like I earned it. Yeah. But if I'm just truly being myself and speaking my truth, it's like kind of odd. I'm like, they're like, you know, if someone's telling you thank you, it's like, well, I didn't really do anything. Well, apparently
0: we're all gifts. (laughs) (laughs) new t-shirt line We are all gifts (laughs) i i mean it's a hard thing to come to terms with but i think when you're accessing that part of you it's like it and you're offering that up Mm -hmm. like that that is the gift yeah so it is again it's like it's not just you doing it it's like it's this uh, it's the it's the thing that connects all of us it's Mm -hmm. the energy that connects all of us so i think I mean, from what I understand, I feel the same. I mean, a lot of times I'm like, this is not brave. This is just me because I can't keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just like better to not look at it that way. Yeah,
2: And I think it comes back to like us, not as humans, really feeling comfortable shining. Yes. Some people do. Some people do very well. But like, I kind of feel that too, where I'm like, I don't want them to think I'm like egotistical or wanting this praise, you know? So it's, it's a funny thing because I think if we truly believe, you know, that our intent, what, if we believe our intention and we are operating from our intention, you know, that feeling of, Oof, I don't want to be recognized for that. Hopefully will eventually dissipate. Yeah. Cause I do think there's just this worry about how people are going to view you. If you say thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you totally. Know? And, yeah. and
0: uh, you know, I think that, I think the idea is that like we are supposed to be our only barometer for everything. And so and I talk a lot about that with success. I I don't go into it as much in the book, but I've been asked about certain things over and over again and I'm like, you know, like what is success? And I'm just like I determine what that is. I don't look at what it is in compared to everyone else. Have I done that? Sure. I mean, because we're trained Mm -hmm. to do that. So I think it's the same thing. Like, I think if you're being true and I love that you said intention because I, I feel like having an intention and being intentional really changes everything. And it does give you a touchstone for yourself. Mm Like, am I, am I staying true to my? Intention. It's something I've done with the book because, like, when you're about to put a book out, there's a lot of numbers that fly around and a lot of pressure. And I was like, please don't talk to me about any of this. Like, my intention for the book was very specific. Like, I wanted to offer up my stories to help other people feel less alone and like build their self awareness if I don't want to lose sight of that. And I very easily could, but like, that's made my experience different. So I think like worrying about doing something because of how other people will feel. I mean, we all know this, but the reality and I see it more clearly now is like everyone's response is a reflection of their own. Like we're Mm -hmm. all only seeing things through our lens. Like Mm -hmm. I only see it as me. So if I'm like rejecting something, it's probably because it's something I don't like about myself or I just have like general pain that I'm suffering from. Emotionally, like I can see it a lot because also I rarely get that. I, I mean, that may change with the book. I don't know. Like I'm quite lucky to not get that much judgment. But in the times that I have, and the moments where I've been able to just show compassion, because I know that that stuff comes from pain, and I've like said something to the person, they immediately are like, you know, I just had the worst day, or like. Whatever it is. And and I do... It's a training. I mean, it takes a long time. And I fall off of that all the time. But to just remember mm-hmm. that those those things have actually nothing to do with you unless you've, like, murdered someone, you know? I mean, it, outside I don't know of, why like, I a crime. Cause <laughs> Literally, you, Because w- you've murdered seven people, and Honestly. I know that because I'm a <laughs> you go down And you I'm you here to arrest go, you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is Deb is, is an wrong undercover police you. officer. <laughs> the jig is up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> no, but I think it's, like, for the most part, you know, if you're doing your, your best and your intentions are pure, you th- there are always going to be people that are upset by that. 100%. Like, yeah. No way that there won't be. So, not a goal to have.
2: Definitely.
1: I want to talk about, you know, your self-care routine. Like, I think the self-care and self-love thing is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this before, but I really didn't know the difference. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, self-care is self-love. I'm like, taking bubble baths is self Love? yeah but it's not so I want to talk about that yeah
0: well and I there's also like self-help in there and I think all of that and wellness like all gets lumped in together in a way and and I, I'm not like coming out against any of those things like I think they're really important but I think like part of I feel like I said something about this in the book that like a lot of those things are really band-aids you know and like you you wouldn't necessarily put a Band-Aid on like a very deep wound that probably requires like going to the hospital and getting stitches and healing properly. But sometimes you just have a small cut and what you need is a Band-Aid and you'll be fine, you know? And so I think like understanding the levels to which any of those things are helping you, it's like most of the things that we attribute to self-care will alleviate, uh, you know, negative emotions or whatever it is anxiety you know it's not like so they're not bad but like they're not necessarily getting to the root of the problem and solving that so like for me a holistic approach works better where I'm like really trying to understand it on the surface level uh, like what moisturizer should I use? That feels good to be like put doing something nice for my skin, taking care of myself. But also like <laughs> what psychedelic is going yes. to... You know, like I think it's just... I think the... I, sort of accepting the challenge of that. It's, it's like you come at it from so many different ways and it's it, like that's... If you're interested in personal betterment, like that's what you're going to spend your life doing. And so figuring out strategically what you need in any given moment that's truly going to to move you towards that yep. you know and so i think sometimes binging on netflix is appropriate and sometimes it's like you're actually just avoiding something else mm. and like the better that you are at knowing yourself. Again, this is like why I why I did this and like why I talk about these things. It's like the more self-awareness you have, the easier these things are to discern. Like right now most people it's like I might be saying this and it's like what are you talking about or like self-care is great, you know, that's all I need. And I think like the more you start to understand the layers, the more you like understand like we're so self- we're like therapy falls in on that, you know, talk therapy where that falls in versus the, a bubble bath versus like, you know, going to Costa Rica and like really digging it and ripping it, you know, I yes. mean, I think it's so, so, so I don't know. I, I'm excited for that conversation to open up and like, Have people understand, you know, and we at Bando, we do a lot of that too. And like it is, I mean, there is some simplification that needs to happen initially so that like people will open the door. And then I think sometimes like the baton is passed to me to have conversations like this to like hopefully start to enlighten people to like how much opportunity we have Mm -hmm. to like take care of ourselves and like better ourselves not because we're bad but because i don't know i feel like that's like the challenge
2: of being human beings on planet earth is like (laughs) yeah you know i don't know and what i think you do and and talk about in the book so well and it's um really interesting the piece on optimism Mm, mm -hmm. and how you know you've been able to Become so aware of negative thoughts, like mm-hmm. you're able to separate that. Like mm-hmm. almost like for me, sometimes it feels like oh, that's just feels like home, right? Mm-hmm. To have some negative thoughts that oh, just kind of like hug you—the best like, home ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how have you been able to separate
0: from those? Thoughts? Um, well, and 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 I will certainly say sometimes I go home mm-hmm. in like a major way mm-hmm. <laughs> and get in with those negative thoughts, but. I talk about the book, The Untethered Soul, which I feel like is a great. Have you guys read that mm-hmm. book? Yeah. Who wrote it again? Singer? Uh, Michael Singer, I think. To me, that is like such a great point of entry f- to answer the question that you just asked me because, um, I feel like it's written in a way that is like understandable and he tends to like repeat the same concept over and over again. And it's like an easy read, but I've read a lot of books on this, on the subject and obviously like mindfulness just in general, like however you're practicing mindfulness is a big part of that, like being aware of your thoughts or being able to quiet them. But he talks a lot about like um, changing the relationship to your thoughts, like first understanding you are not your thoughts, that your thoughts are often a huge percentage of the time, not true, not accurate. Um, your mind, your ego is like an ancient mechanism that was like accelerated fear because mm. when we were living amongst lions, and <laughs> we had to <laughs> run for our lives. We needed a mechanism that was like run for your life. We don't have to do that anymore. So it's like this, old thing that thinks it's still relevant kind of like me <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, but I think it's like so so like understanding that and then separating yourself and so I think like I'm pretty sure it's in his book like what he suggests is like that is your roommate like that's not you like that's a roommate sitting in a chair that you can say I'd like Turn you to, to leave the wall. yeah <laughs> or hey I mean, I think it, in a lot of Buddhist stuff, maybe it's in radical acceptance. Like it, yeah, it's inviting like, them to the table. Exactly. And saying like, let's, let's talk about this. So it's really just, I don't think the, although I've had moments of complete peace where I didn't, like my thoughts were so quiet. Like there was, it was just like a calm, like crystal clear. And I was like, oh my gosh you know but i think like that rarely happens like i think you'd have to be a monk and you know i mean you can't be functioning in our world and not have that but i do think being able to have even the tiniest bit of separation to just be able to say like before i do anything about this thought let me look at what these thoughts are and like what am what's actually happening here you know and like whatever that relationship is like certainly with my anxiety it helped me a lot to change that relationship and be like thank you brain for trying to protect me from this plane <laughs> but i'm safe and i don't need to you know it it just like it turned everything around for me and again sometimes it's just i mean we're so trained to just go right in accept everything we're thinking and have a physical and emotional reaction to that So quickly, so it's like even if you're putting like a second of reaction time to just be like almost treat them as passing clouds or something like, I'm just gonna look at these and like see which ones can just flow through. I don't have to like keep my eye on, you know. I mean, maybe it helps to just look at the clouds and see what. what that looks like. And I think he talks in the book about like, when you drive, th- if you're on a road trip and you're driving, and you're passing all these trees, like you don't remember every tree. You don't try and hold on to each tree. It's That's like, one. you know, so it's that. like letting go. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because you think about all of the, Phrases and things that have for peace and love and letting go and 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 and, you know starting to gain like a greater understanding of what that actually means Mm -hmm. like it's not just like oh I just like let go of that it's Mm -hmm. like so much deeper than it's so much harder than that but I do think it's like there are these things that you just have to practice over and over again again like this type of thinking because it because I had a real issue with negative thinking while I was writing the book and it was like screaming like I felt like I was losing my mind. And so I was like, I need to solve this. Like I want to solve this. And so I did a lot of reading and I did some EMDR. Like I was like, I'm uh, th- I'm making this a priority. And it took that for me to articulate what I just did and also like be in a place where I can manage it most of the time. Or at least if I'm not managing it, I'm like aware of what's happening mm-hmm. instead of letting it just take me on the ride, but it take. I think like, just to be clear, everything that
1: we've talked about thus far is like, I'm not suggesting that it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. It's funny. It's like with letting go, you're like, Oh, you let go. You know, if you think of like a rope, it's like, yeah. let go of the rope, you're done. But it's like, letting go is really an act. It's like active. Yeah. You know, the verb of letting go. But for me, it, it has been the most helpful to invite those emotions to the table mm-hmm. and what they have to say. Yeah. Because the ignorance of that makes it louder.
0: Totally. It and there's information in that. Like, there's information. And like I say, like, what's the why beneath the why beneath the why? And like, that's where your information is, you know? And I'm still like digging that. Like, mm-hmm. there were so many things that I was like, oh, there's something beneath this thing that I thought was the bottom and like where the, what the like seed of that problem was. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's like, there's more beneath that. (laughs) And there might even be more beneath that, you know? And like, for me, I'm just someone who's always operated with a very high level of curiosity. And so like that interests me. I mean, Mm -hmm. I want to literally and figuratively get to the bottom of this. So, I view it as exciting, you know, and I think like that's probably the best way to come at it. Speaking of optimism, <laughs> I'm like, digging up trauma sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
2: think about it as like a curious <laughs> Yeah, How
0: exciting.
2: Yeah. Last thing I'll say about that is some of the negative thoughts, and we were talking about this the other day, like might not be yours. Yeah. You know, Of have course. you found that? Like,
0: Yeah. I mean... I mean, listen. I don't know who the who's who's <laughs> track I'm playing half the time. I mean, in general, I think the idea is like there should be no ownership to any of your thoughts, mm. you know. And then it goes back to like your your body your intuition like letting that guide you and then certainly it's like turn left here is the thought that we have to have if you need to turn left and and so i think like there's a management in that but Mm -hmm. yeah i i feel like you know there there are things people will say to you that do implant themselves and then come up as a thought all the time and then you realize like i actually never had that thought that was given to me Yeah, mm-hmm. as <laughs> a lump of coal in my stocking. And I think that's what happens. I'm and, Jewish, but I saw that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. I know. <laughs>
1: I, I want to talk about something you talked about too, just like as a last thing for me is like about emotional eating. Yeah. I think there's a lot of women in our community mm. that experience emotional eating. Mm. You know, I definitely, I had some last night. Oh, I got you did? In, I
0: got in with some curry. what mm. I got in with How some curry. How is that emotional eating? Because I ate four servings of it. And I and I know now, and I've had this conversation with myself multiple times because I um, realized a few weeks ago that making curry is really easy, and it's bomb. and it's so good, and I and I love it so much that I eat well beyond the point of being full because it's like a hug and it just mm-hmm. makes me feel so good, and so then I kind of started like asking myself do we want to be making curry? Yeah. <laughs> and do we want to be cooking the bag of rice that is a multiple serving bag and thinking that we're not going to eat it all? Do we think we're going to leave yeah. leftovers? I'm always like, can you be trusted? Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> and, and I have been feeling like, I mean, it's tied to like, I'm feeling like a little, like I'm feeling like I want to be comforted. And I've also like really cleaned up my diet because I wanted to feel healthy this year, like exceptionally healthy. And so any comfort in food has sort of been taken and I stopped drinking. Like it's like all my comforts are gone and Curry's like sort of healthy. But like I was, but so last night I was like, I have been putting off Making curry for like Two weeks Because I'm just like Do you need the curry And then I did it And I'm like Okay we're gonna have Let's Half this. And we're gonna sit And we're gonna eat it Intentionally And we're just gonna Enjoy every bite And then I got to The end of the bowl And I'm like I'm gonna go have The rest yes. of the curry <laughs> And I was like, okay, so it is decided <laughs> <laughs> that this is a trap that I have it's laid for myself. But yeah, so um, well, tell me about the. Tell me what part of the emotional eating. I mean, I can talk about any. Yeah. I can share my learnings from from the food therapist
1: I went to. Oh, that's cool. Um, I, yeah, I read a good book on uh, like food therapists. But so when was it? When was the point where you're like, oh, this is like an issue. Oh, I've known for so long. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even and like in high school. Was it like, so with that, like, would you, would you say it's disordered eating? Like, wh- I don't think
0: so. Yeah. I I literally think it would be the same way. Like, I don't think it has as much to do with the relationship with like my body and like physically how I look. And although I, obviously like a lot of, disordered eating has to do with control and all of that like i'm literally looking to be soothed and um so it's like self-medicating yeah really more than anything else right and so you know where some people might do drugs or alcohol or shop or whatever like food has just always been the thing and like you know, the idea of just being like lost in a bowl of pasta. Yeah. Like I, I just remember even being like 15, 16 and like feeling like I'm like out of body right now. Like I'm just like in a trance, just like feeling really nice. And then also sort of that little thing, ping in the back. That's like, you're, you're absolutely going to regret this. And then you're going to deal with the shame of what mm. you just did too. So it's just like, it's not a great... It's just not a great cycle. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a necessary thing. You know, I mean, I was like, I'm not going to get mad at myself for last night. It's like, yeah, you deserve that.
1: You deserve Mm -hmm. some curry. I guess for people listening, what would be some indicators of that? What they're doing is emotional eating.
0: Well, I think that part of it is getting to like when you're. So I guess you have to start by saying like, do you have, is this resonating with you? Do you have, is there, do you have an inclination that you might be doing this? It, okay, yes. Um, so let's pay attention when you're eating and like get a sense of, I'm just eating because I'm hungry and I'm stopping when I'm full or like I, I'm i losing myself. Like I'm kind of, for me, I feel like I go into a trance. Like I'm just like, like it's like me and the food. And it's like bottomless and all I'm doing is like feeling how it feels and there's no regard to like what's happening around me, you know, and I, so I I think like part of what this food therapist suggested is like, when you identify that that's happening, if you can pause even just for like 30 seconds or a minute to just ask yourself, why am I doing this right now? Just to like, Mm. you don't have to stop. You know, which is what I liked about her advice because I think like the idea of being like, and then walk away from the place. like, good luck. And then like and drink a glass of water. Yeah, it's like, no, (laughs) that's not what I'm going to do. But I think you could at least do yourself like the service of being like, why am I doing this? And maybe just write it down if you can. I mean, she talked a lot about just like stopping and just taking note and then revisiting that later. And what I have found in doing that I at least like I can start to see a pattern of something that I'm working through and then I can work on it outside of the times when I'm not sitting in front of a bowl of curry or pasta or box pizza or whatever. And then I have a little bit more restraint. Like I just don't find myself going there as much as I did, but it all comes back to like awareness and, and like pulling yourself out of whatever trance you're in. I mean, it's just whether it's a work trance or emotional eating trance or whatever, it's just like, even if you can only do that for a very short amount of time, like that, what that does for your brain and your circuitry, like you can just build on that. Like that's neural pathways. Like you, you, it doesn't feel like you're doing anything, and I feel like I've had so many people say that because I like a res, I like immediate results, mm-hmm. and you there you do not get immediate results. But if you just do what seems like nothing that would ever turn into like actual help, it it really does like that. I I'm have practiced exactly what I just said, and and so now I can say like. I mean, like last night, like I needed that, you know, or like, I, I absolutely need half a box of donuts today. That is going to be the thing. And I am not going to go off the rails and have that every day, which is also a great way when you, when you see a pattern, (laughs) it's like, okay, you know, but, but it's like understanding what Mm -hmm. you need when you need it. And like when you're doing something
2: that is just a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that you are no, no longer drinking. Yeah, okay, um, not right now yeah <laughs> we'll see for me the, like the well it just I, I feel like I use drinking as a way mm. I coupled that with b- like binging oh yeah I knew that I would binge if I drank so I was like oh cool yeah. Like, yeah. yeah yeah I would wine kinda, and pasta I would plan it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah. would definitely plan it oh, knowing same. that I would be able to be numb enough not to like yeah. really think yes. about what I'm doing. Yes. Um. So what has been your experience for oh, now? You know, so good. We have a lot of people in the community that are super curious.
0: Yeah. You know, I I had started hearing about like people getting more into not drinking um, not because they felt like they had a problem Mm -hmm. but just for clarity and I was like that sounds stupid (laughs) (laughs) which is usually (laughs) like the first indication for me that it's probably something I should be looking at and and so I sort of just put it put it to the back of my mind and then I I mean have lived a life of like so cyclical where what you just described like I will get there I will get lower then I'll hit rock bottom and then I'll be like I need to do something and then I go to the extreme other end Mm. and that's usually like a three-year cycle for me and it's just a real pain and so I like around November I saw that I was like teetering on the edge of the down where Mm -hmm. I was doing what you know the emotional eating and drinking and I did not feel good and so like I'm I have a huge motivation which is the book tour because my one job like I have a, such an amazing supportive group of people at Bando that are taking care of so much. And obviously at my publisher as well, they were like, just be well, take care of yourself. And because I struggle with mental illness, like what I'm doing, putting into my body actually does make a difference whether I want to believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, alcohol is a depressant. I, I might try and, you know, <laughs> dispute that when I really want, but I think like, drinking all the time does not help my emotional state even if it does like temporarily numb Mm -hmm. it which feels great and so i i felt very motivated because i was like i've been given one responsibility what a luxury so let me just like cut all sorts of stuff out that i know is not great for me and that Mm -hmm. could be conducive to because i'm sure when i go on a book tour i'm gonna drink like there's no. i mean i'm not gonna not have wine or something but what i will say is like the the amount of clarity is astonishing like and the once i cleared it i need it less like there have been several times where i'm like you can do whatever you want today you know i'm trying to get in the habit of like Jen, what do you what do you really need today? And, which is not something we ask ourselves that Mother, much. Mothering yourself, yeah. And and so there there were a few times where I was like, if you want it, you can have it. No, there will be no guilt, whatever. And I was just like, I don't even think I want it. And then um, because I've been dating a little, I mean, I did several dates sober. That's a (laughs) whole new (laughs) terrain, which I feel like there should be an award given for that. And then I was like, you know what? I think just this next one, I'm just going to have a drink. And I was like, I don't, it didn't even make that big of a difference. You know, I was like, maybe this is not all that I've made it out to be. And I think my hope is that I can just change my relationship with it and not have it be my fallback. And I Mm -hmm. think I felt like a real buzzkill like i i mean you know so so there was like feeling guilty and feeling like i was letting my friends down was part of how i was feeling i've since convinced a few of my friends to just join me for a little bit of time and and one of my friends was like everything i thought i was numbing turns out wasn't even really there like like she was like I think I'm having more fun um, more myself and like I can't even find those things that I was where I was like trying to check out by like smoking pot or cause I stopped that too. I was just like, I'm just going to stop everything and just a, I think it's good to know that you can stop. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think that's like a healthy thing. And also to just like, <sighs> what would that feel like? I don't know that there hasn't since I was like 19 not had like alcohol as a thing and and then food and all of that other stuff uh you know so i don't know i i would recommend it It, you know it's the best Mm -hmm. and and i think like i don't think you have to make a decision like i'm never drinking again that sounds ridiculous to me i i for other people that might be like that's the way to do it but for me i don't like that kind of pressure because i will absolutely rebel against that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, knowing yourself. Yeah, you just have to know yourself. Yeah, Yeah. so I think it's just like, I was just like, let's just see how long and then when you feel like doing something different, you can do something different. But thus far, I really haven't been impressed with the times that I've... So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, it's the you. best. Next time we'll meet for drinks. Do you guys want to meet for drinks no. next week?
1: <laughs> no, madam We'll meet for matcha, baby.
0: Cuz I feel like we now don't... I just said that in such a way that I've definitely I've definitely Set yourself started up. I've, I've definitely started
2: moving in the direction of Well, I think it's just intentional. Like that's what I found out about myself. Whereas like where my intention really matters when I'm drinking. Yeah. You know, so like having a really nice glass of wine with dinner with people I love and just, you know, it's not because I want to get fucked up and, you know, get out of this situation. It's just like, oh no, this is I actually really love wine and I love the people that I'm with and I'm having really great food and it enhances that. So yeah. And I think that's, that sounds so smart.
0: Like like I'm actually documenting what you're saying right now because I'm like, yes, that's, a,
2: that's exactly what it is. And you can say it before you go out where it's like, yeah. okay, my intention with having one drink tonight or two drinks tonight is this. yeah. And then it kind of reminds you, like, if you're tempted to do the third or fourth, it's like, how do I want to feel tomorrow?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or I, the last thing I'll say on this, and obviously it's your guys' podcast, so you can say <laughs> as much more as <laughs> thank, you want. Thank you. But I, <laughs> I, you're welcome. Um but I, but with some of those difficult promises or the ones where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to like show up for myself in that way. I, And this is not, I didn't invent this, but I think it's something that has worked for me lately. It's like, uh, had I promised this to my friend, what would I, st- I, mean, I, I mean, if I make a promise to anyone but myself, man, I am like a 100% guarantee. And so sometimes I'll just like, you know, what if mm-hmm. i what if i had like told my dad that i wasn't going to have another glass of wine would i ever right do that no yeah. you know so i think it, and like obviously that's how we're we're supposed to be like the number one friend <laughs> to ourselves and yeah. we, and it's like how easily do we break the promises we make to ourselves and and so like that's helped me by just being like pretend that you made a pact with someone actually sometimes you can just make a pact with someone and say and promise your friend that you're not gonna do this and like let like see how that feels. Yeah. But that has helped me a lot. Yeah, it's
1: been cool to see the sober curious train yeah. go mm-hmm. on. Like that's interesting for me to know it's, that it's it's definitely yeah. happening. I think most mm-hmm. of our community, like I think it may be an LA thing, you know, I'll definitely note that, but I know so many people that are not drinking, not drinking as much, like Hmm. I mean, the productivity is through the roof. The mood stabilization is insane. Like, yeah, the the anxiety, Sunday scaries, all that kind of stuff is like you know. There's so much that's created when you're drinking that mm-hmm. stress. So, mm-hmm. hmm. but yeah, I'm like, this has been a fucking blast. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, love, we you. love you. We love to
0: out with you. So I love you. you guys. Thank you for indulging this, this is the conversation. <laughs> wow, I I'm excited for the know. book tour. We're gonna be front row, baby. Yeah, yay. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna Will be front you row. At least come to. I mean, would, oh, would yeah. you like to go to um, LA? Fayetteville? Yes, With please. me, oh yeah, I'll go ahead. Really we'll go to excited Walmart to go to Fayetteville. <laughs> <laughs> we, There's a we amazing. have a good thing, but yeah. Anyways, well, thank yeah. you, thank you for supporting. Oh yeah, tell Nungra us about that the book you liked tour. Too. It. Um, well, you know, I would love to give you that information, <laughs> <Right>. but <laughs> you could link it. Yeah,
1: we'll link it, <laughs> book tour is linked. Um, a lot of the women of our community guys should get together, and yeah, go. and then yeah. where can they find you, and where can they find the book? At Jen Gotch on Instagram is probably the
0: most surefire way. I have a bare bones website up and running, jengotch.com, one that I had been down for many years. So uh you can find me there. Hell yeah. And bando.com is also a great place. And you know, if I could remember an HTTP. Colon backslash, <laughs> I would give you the link you're supposed to go to for the book, but you could also just go to Amazon yeah. and put and in my we'll name and the too. upside of being down. Yes.
1: <laughs> we'll link it to HTTP yeah. slash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I remember when those were simple. I know, honestly. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. How are you supposed to, when someone asks you, how are you supposed to say that? <laughs> Google. <laughs>
1: Thank Google. you, babe. Thank you. Thank it's you. Been so much fun. We okay. will see you guys soon. We love you so much. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Jen. You're Thanks for coming over. So
2: proud of you. The Upside of Being Down is out now. Everywhere books are sold. Get yourself a copy. Nothing better than a, a real book. Yeah, especially with the beautiful, beautiful ass cover. Mm-hmm. And I love...
1: I loved our conversation. So if this resonates with anyone in your life that maybe binges, maybe has a problem receiving, has um, mental health on their mind or a conversation that you're having with your community, definitely send this episode to them. That's how we grow and that's how these messages reach people that need it most.
2: Truly. Um, all right. I wanted to read review of the week. This is from Sharshar. Sharshar. <laughs> <laughs> I love these names. Char-Mander. Um. 500 stars is the title. That's sweet. No matter what mood I'm in, the perfect episode is always waiting for me at almost 30. Whether I'm in the mood for fun, easy listening, taking a deep dive into my spirituality, or putting on my nerd glasses and learning something new, almost 30 is my go-to. I can pinpoint the exact time when my world blossomed open and it was when I started listening to this podcast. So buckle up, buttercup.
1: Dude, these reviews need to be... Oh my God. I need this on my fucking... (laughs) forehead. Thank you so Make much. That paper. means the world. So if you're interested to write a review, um, we are sending our self-care checklist. So Lindsay and I both have detailed self-care checklists that we're sending anyone that wants to send their review our way just via DM screenshot, or you can send a screenshot to almost hello at almost 30 podcast. Dot com. So anyone that wants to write a review and get our self-care checklist, we will send those your way. Thank you so much, Sharshar. That means the world that you just did that. And these reviews just really help keep us keep mm. us moving along.
2: Thanks so much. Love you all. Here for you always. And we will see you on the next one.
1: Yeah, we'll see you on the solo one on Thursday. Goodbye. Bye.